What's up, what's up, what's up, Los Angeles basketball fans and the rest of you fans across the country. Welcome to another episode of L.A. Courtside Podcast. Podcast brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. And I am your unbiased host. Let me say that again. Your unbiased host of this podcast. This podcast is also sponsored by DraftKings.com. And fans, we're embarking upon... Another season of NBA basketball that's coming up in a couple of weeks where the preseason will start and expectations are already running high with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Clippers. And the trash talking has already started between these two teams. You know, we all know these two teams do not like each other. The Clippers, they can't stand the Lakers. And the Lakers, of course, can't stand the Clippers. They want to run the Clippers out of town. It's really kind of funny because the Lakers fans, they don't even want the new uh, Clippers stadium to be built in Los Angeles. And on Twitter, the Lakers fans were just going off on the owner of the uh, Clippers saying, hey, man, you need to build this stadium someplace else like Seattle or Wichita, Kansas or uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, anywhere but Los Angeles. But Steve Ballmer, the Clippers owner, is telling Laker fans, hey, we're not going anywhere. We're staying right here in Los Angeles. So the trash talking between the two teams has already started. The trolling has already started. But again, I am an unbiased host of uh, this podcast. So I show love for both of these two teams. So what I want to do today is just briefly go over the expectations for both of these teams uh, in the 2021-2022 season, starting off with the Los Angeles Lakers, and they have just thrown all the chips in. They are all in to try to win a championship this year. Uh, Of course, they got eliminated in the first round by the Phoenix Suns last season. Uh, You may attribute that to uh, some injury concerns or injury situations that they had with Anthony Davis. LeBron James may not have been fully healthy from that ankle injury that he suffered earlier in the season. And uh, they are coming back to atone for that. They have basically overhauled their entire roster with the exception, of course, LeBron James, Anthony Davis and THT, Taylor Horton Tucker. And they have brought in players, Carmelo Anthony. Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, the list goes on and on. Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, and they even brought back Rajon Rondo and also Russell Westbrook. And the way this team is constructed, and I know everyone talks about the Lakers and their age and everything like that. I really don't think age is going to play that much of a factor as long as Coach Vogel Uh, does the load management thing, which a lot of uh, NBA teams are doing now anyway. You know, you can limit the minutes that LeBron James plays. Of course, he's getting older. He doesn't seem to be slowing down that much to me, but I believe this is his 19th year, 18th or 19th year in the league. And, you know, you put some load management on him. Some of these games that they play against lesser teams, he doesn't have to play 40 minutes a game. You know, he can get away playing 30 minutes a game against some of these teams. And then you have, you know, your Russell Westbrook. He's going to give you 110% every single game. And Russell Westbrook is going to be out to prove a lot of doubters wrong that, you know, he's not a team player. 
And, you know, he can't do this. He can't shoot that well from mid-range or even from three-point range. But the guy's a walking triple-double. The guy's a Hall of Famer. And he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Carmelo Anthony is another guy. Yes, he's older. He's been in the league for 18 years, similar to LeBron James. And Carmelo Anthony is also going to come in with a chip on his shoulder. Everybody knows that Carmelo Anthony does not play defense. He's not a defensive player. Who from Syracuse is a defensive player anyway with the matchup zone that they play. But Carmelo's role on this team is just going to be to come in and be uh, sort of like a Vinnie Johnson microwave from back in the day, back in the bad boys, Detroit Pistons era. Just come in, man, and fire. Just fire up that pill all day long, baby. I would put him on the second team and just come off the bench and and be that scorer off the bench. That's all they need Carmelo to do. They don't need him to be a defensive stopper. They just need him to shoot that outside shot and be the scorer that everyone knows that he can be. And then you bring in a guy, a veteran such as Trevor Ariza. He's been in the league for 17 years. Won one championship with the Lakers back in the day with Kobe Bryant. Trevor Ariza is a very, very good defender. He can shoot from the outside. He's a very, very smart player. I think that's a a good pickup for the Lakers. Then you bring in a guy like Wayne Ellington. He's been in the league for 12 years. This guy can shoot the outside shot. Another former Laker. He can shoot the pill, folks. I don't know if a lot of you are familiar with his work. But Wayne Ellington, check him out on YouTube when he's open. It's going to go down. And with the way the Lakers are going to play with the driving dish, you just put Wayne Ellington behind that three-point line, and he's going to do his work. Then you have Dwight Howard, another former Laker who won a championship. Uh, You bring him in. We all know what Dwight Howard can do. He rebounds. He's been in the league for 17 years. Rebounds. You're not going to run a whole lot of offensive plays for him. But just play a little defense, rebound, get some putbacks in the lane. And that's what you're going to get from Dwight Howard and also DeAndre Jordan. Been in the league for 13 years. Uh, Ex-Clipper, by the way, of course. And he's going to be doing his thing down low. But the two players uh, that I'm most interested in seeing, other than Rajon Rondo coming back, by the way. We all know what Rajon Rondo can do. He's been in the league for 15 years. But you have Malik Monk. And Kendrick Young, Kendrick Nunn, I'm sorry, two young guns that are on, I believe both of them are on one-year contracts. So they're going to be out to prove themselves. Malik Monk, I believe, has gotten better since he's uh, come out of Kentucky. He's been in the league for four years. And Kendrick Nunn has been in the league for three years out of Oakland University in Michigan. And he's also a very, very good offensive player. So the Lakers have shaped this team up to make a serious, serious run for the NBA title. And I just can't wait for this season to get started to see how they play, how this team meshes together with all of the new uh, pieces that they have. I haven't even mentioned Taylor Horton Tucker, who's only been in the league for two years. He's still only, I believe, 21 years old now, maybe 22 years old. And he is an up-and-coming star. I'm not putting this guy in the Hall of Fame or anything like that. But a lot of teams in the offseason wanted to trade for Taylor Horton Tucker, and the Lakers just would not budge. They would not trade him, and I believe that's a good thing that they did not trade him. 
because he's going to be or he's going to play a very, very pivotal role in the Lakers quest for a championship in this upcoming season. So that's the way the Lakers our roster is shaping up. And again, the expectation is for this team, since they are they have thrown in all of their chips, you know, there's like a poker game. You know, they're all in. They're all in, and they're looking to win another championship. LeBron James is not going to be around too much longer, and he has a lot of the pieces that he needs, a lot of these pieces that he probably wanted, like Carmelo Anthony, like Russell Westbrook on this team. Palinka went out and got the players that LeBron James wanted, and here we are. Now it's time to put it all together. You know, Frank Vogel, you know, get these pieces on the floor. Anthony Davis hopefully will stay healthy. You know, that's another guy. I didn't even mention AD. AD is still one of the top, if he's healthy, one of the top, I would say, seven, eight players in this game. As long as AD stays healthy, I believe the Lakers will be favored to come out of the West or at least to make it to the Western Conference Finals. So, again, we shall see. In a couple of weeks, the preseason will be starting. And, uh, and and even the Lakers have uh, a couple of rookies that they not they won't make the team. They'll probably be sent to the G League. Uh, Shondi Brown and uh, Austin Reeves and Mac McClung. They probably will be sent to the G League. But those guys also have a very very bright future. So that is my analysis on the L.A. Lakers. And before I get to uh, the Clippers analysis, here's a word from our sponsor. DraftKings.com Week 2 of football is in the books and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 3 with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL to kick off another action-packed week DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game listen up because you don't want to miss this Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week, one game, to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TBPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. A toast to the booty. We'll dance to that. Or how else can you capture a boogie? If you don't, attack from the back. To the red march. My name is the one. Some people. All right, 
All right, all right, L.A. basketball fans, welcome back. Now I want to give a little analysis on the L.A. Clippers. Again, my unbiased opinion of the L.A. Clippers. Now this rivalry, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers uh, in the city of L.A., of course, these two teams do not like each other. The fans don't even like each other. But somebody has to be the unbiased one. And I guess that would be me, L.A. Ray, bringing you the analysis for both of these teams throughout the season into the playoffs and even in the offseason. It's kind of funny that the um, when you when you read the Twitter posts, the uh, Clippers just broke ground on their new stadium that's getting ready to be built. It's going to be called the Intuit Dome. $1.8 billion stadium being built in the Inglewood area. And the LA fans just can't, I'm sorry, the Laker, LA Laker fans just can't stand the fact that they're building a new arena in Los Angeles. They are still ready to chase the Clippers out of town. But as I mentioned, Steve Ballmer said, hey, Laker fans, we're not going anywhere. We're staying right here in Los Angeles, whether you like it or not. So I just love the back and forth between these two teams and you'll be hearing that all year round from Laker fans and from LA Clipper fans but going back to the Clippers and what they've done in the offseason and what they had to look forward to uh, in the 2021-2022 season unlike the Lakers they did not overhaul their roster as much but they did bring uh, some new players on board such as Eric Bledsoe who is an 11-year veteran, very, very good basketball player. They brought him in to back up uh, Reggie Jackson, who, uh, by the way, signed a two-year extension, $11 million per year. Good for Reggie Jackson because he had an outstanding, an outstanding playoffs last year. But Bledsoe brings kind of another uh, dimension. I think he's a little better passer than Reggie Jackson is. Jackson is probably the better outside shooter. But I think these two guys can definitely complement each other. I think they can be uh, playing together at some point, uh, depending on matchups and things like that. So I think they complement each other very, very well. Uh, Harry Giles is another player that they brought in from Duke, six foot ten, four year pro. Here's a guy that's been injured throughout his career. He was a first round pick in 2017, but he was one of the better high school players uh, coming out of high school in that 2016 season. And he has just been beset by injuries. But if this guy can stay healthy, I think he would be a nice addition to the Clippers as well. And lastly, Justice Winslow, another guy from Duke. He's a six-year pro. Justice Winslow has also had some bad luck with injuries throughout his career. He's actually had a hip replacement. And he's only, I believe, 26 years old or so. So if Justice Winslow can stay healthy, he's a nice addition as well. Sort of like a, a, a 3 and D type of guy. He can shoot it a little bit. He can drive to the basket. He's, he's pretty athletic even after the, uh, the hip injury. And he's been in the league for six years. So, you know, he, he, he has a lot of confidence as well, Justice Winslow. But he has to stay healthy in order to help this team. Now, the other additions to this team, and we're not sure if these three rookies are going to make this squad. Uh, we'll see during the preseason uh, if they can make it. You have uh, Jason Preston, who's from Ohio. 
he is going to be a very, very good player. Don't know, again, if he's going to make the uh, opening day roster for the Clippers. They may send him down to the G League for some seasoning. But the guy kind of reminds me of Trey Young. Now, Clipper fans, don't, don't, don't hold me to the fact that I'm saying he's going to be Trey Young. I'm not saying that. But he has that kind of flair. He has like a flair to his game. It kind of reminds me of Trey Young. He can definitely shoot the ball from the outside. And he's a very, very adept passer. They also drafted Keon Johnson. Keon Johnson was their first round draft pick, pick number 21 from Tennessee. Very, very athletic guy. 6'4", 184 pounds, can jump through the gym. I believe he broke the record for the vertical jump in the uh, NBA pre pre-draft camps and things like that. Very, very athletic, very athletic player. And then lastly, you have B.J. Boston Jr. Uh, from Kentucky. Did not have the uh, year in Kentucky that he wanted to have, but also he's one of the better high school players that were coming out in the after the 2020 season and landed in Kentucky, but again, did not have a very good year, but the potential is there. You can see it, a six-foot-six Long arm wing guy, 188 pounds. So between these three rookies, uh, maybe even two of the three may make the opening day roster for the Clippers. And if that's the case, hopefully, hopefully they'll be able to contribute. But having said all that, we all know that the uh, Clippers success and or failure will all depend on Kawhi Leonard and whether or not he's going to be able to play at all in this upcoming season. You have some. Some people saying that he may be ready to play by the middle of the year. Some are saying that he may be out all year. So let's hope that Kawhi gets healthy really, really quickly and then come back, I would say, in the middle of the year and then help the Clippers down the stretch. Even with the team constructed the way it is, I still think the Clippers can make a run in the West. They, of course, made it to the Western Conference Finals without Kawhi Leonard after Leonard got hurt in the Utah series and the Clippers went on to win that series. And when they made it to the Western conference finals for their first time in history, by the way, they lost that series four games to two to Phoenix, but they made a very, very good account of themselves while playing without their superstar player. And this year, you're not going to have Kawhi Leonard for at least half of the year. I'm assuming but I still think the Clippers can hang in there until he gets back. But you have questions like Reggie Jackson, of course. Can he duplicate his playoff performance from last season? He played very, very well and was, uh, again, rewarded with that uh, two-year contract, $11 million per year, $22 million for Reggie Jackson. Much, much deserved. And then, of course, you have Paul George, the alpha dog of the team. That, you know, he's just not even need to mention him. We know he's going to come to play every single game. 6'9", 220 pounds, 11 years in the league from Fresno State. Paul George still has it. This guy is the alpha dog of this team for sure. And he's going to be out to prove folks wrong. I believe he proved folks wrong last year. Uh, because we know in the bubble series when they got eliminated by the Denver Nuggets after being up three games and one, we all know that story. Paul George and the rest of the Clippers did not play well in that series. But Paul George uh, atoned for that, I believe, in last year's playoffs. He played very, very, very well. Paul George is definitely a top seven, top eight player in the NBA 
for sure. And then you have your holdovers like Nicholas Batum. You know what you're going to get from him 13 years in the league. He pretty much does everything well. He's not a superstar by, by any means, but he can shoot. He can rebound. He's 6'8", 200 pounds. He plays some defense, and he's a veteran presence in that locker room. So you know what you're going to get out of him. You got Serge Ibaka coming back. Hopefully he can stay healthy, Six foot ten, two 235 pounds, who can actually stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, let's hope Serge Ibaka stays healthy himself. And then, you know, one, one of the, the X factors for this team is Luke Kennard. And uh, if you guys have listened to any of my podcast episodes, you know I'm all over Luke Kennard. You know, after he signed the four-year, $64 million contract, somewhere around in there, you know, six foot five, 206-pound shooting guard from Duke. But he's just very, very inconsistent. They need some consistency from Luke Kennard in order to go deep into the playoffs. They need that from him. They need that from Terrence Mann, who I believe is an up-and-comer. He's not going to be a superstar or anything by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a player very, very young. He's only been in the league for two years out of Florida State, and he can shoot the ball from the outside. He can drive to the basket. He's fearless when driving to the basket, and he's not a bad defensive player. And then lastly, you still have Marcus Morris on the team, who's a veteran presence, 10 years out of Kansas. He can also shoot the ball from the outside and is also a veteran presence in the locker room. So as far as an analysis goes for the Clippers in this upcoming season, again, I think they can make it to the Western Conference Finals. I I may get my wish uh, this particular season to see a Los Angeles Clippers and Los Angeles Lakers Western Conference Finals, the two teams that will be playing in the Staples Center. The Clippers will be in the Staples Center until their new uh, Intuit Dome is finished in 2024. That's when their lease is up in the Staples Center, and that's when the Clippers will be moving to their $1.8 billion arena. But in the meantime, they're sharing the friendly confines of the Staples Center, and hopefully these two teams can make it to the Western Conference Finals, and wouldn't that be a whole lot of fun? You're talking about trolling back and forth between the Lakers fans and the Clippers fans. If they both made it to the Western Conference Finals, you have the Lakers fans calling the Clippers the, they they call them the Flippers, and then the Clippers fans calling the, the Lakers the Fakers. But you know the Lakers have the upper hand. They've they've won what is it, 18, 17, 18 championships. And the Clippers have yet to win one. But, of course, the Lakers have been around a whole lot longer. So that is the analysis for uh, both of these two teams. That's my analysis, my unbiased, unbiased opinion for the Lakers and the Clippers. And I cannot wait for the season to start again in a couple of weeks is when the preseason games will start. Uh, They'll be going through training camp. Uh, The rosters will be formalized, and then the regular season starts and the fun begins. So what do you all think? Clipper fans, Laker fans, what do you think your teams are going to do between now and then when the playoffs start? It's going to be very, very interesting indeed. And with that, L.A. sports fans, L.A. basketball fans, I'm going to leave it right there. Again, I'd like to thank the Basketball Podcast Network for putting on this podcast and also like to thank our sponsor DraftKings.com as I mentioned in the promo uh, if you want to bet on these football games NFL football games have started you want to bet on the Los Angeles Rams who look pretty good 
so far, or if you want to bet on the Chargers or any other football team or a baseball game or even uh, I'm sure DraftKings will have preseason basketball bets going. Whatever you want to bet, college football, go to DraftKings.com and place your bets. And if you don't want to miss any more of the L.A. Courtside podcast, the audio version, wherever you get your uh, podcast from, whatever platform you use, whether it's Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey Radio, uh, make sure you go to that platform and subscribe to L.A. Courtside Pod so you don't miss another episode. And with that, L.A. basketball fans, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside, Peace.